Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode three hundred and eighty-six. Hi, Luke. Hey, for hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, it's doing pretty good. Uh, we have done as many episodes as the country calling code for Slovenia. Uh, okay. Okay, Slovenia. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Norway news. Uh, 386 Salem uh, application filled in January 2023. What application? Asylum. Asylum? Oh, asylum. 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 Sorry. I thought you said Asylum, yes. like uh, the town <laughs> with all the witches, and I was like, that doesn't. That many. No. That many Salem's, huh? Okay. Yeah, uh, that is a, a thing. I, I wonder why it was three hundred and eighty-six. I uh, I haven't uh, looked into it, but uh, it's according to schengenvisainfo.com, so who knows? Uh, it uh, is apparently yeah. there are thirty six uh, cities in America called Salem, so there's that. Oh yeah. So the English route uh, London bus system route uh, three hundred and eighty six goes from Woolwich to Blackhead Village. Never been there. <laughs> but most important, maybe for this podcast, is it uh, it it is uh, uh, really really boring trivia. But I I found it kind of funny. Augustine, you know Augustine, the uh, uh, Saint Augustine, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, he converted to uh, Christianity in year. Uh, 386. So, like, hundreds of years after Jesus died. Yes. He was behind, behind the times, apparently. Did you say Bla <laughs> Blackhead Village, by the way? Blackhead Village? Okay. No. That's what you, I think that's what you said before uh, about the British towns. Is that a real name? Let me look it up. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I took that away. Yeah, yeah. No, I looked at the London... London bus bus uh, system, yeah. Blackhead Road, oh, Blackhead Blackhead Village Road, is this like yes. where Doctor Pimple Popper lives? <laughs> <laughs> they should do yes, like yes. a special with her at this in this town. Yeah, it's also a chainsaw. It's also a chainsaw, Blackhead. Mm -hmm. Blackhead. No, uh, uh, the three hundred ninety-six. It's a type of chainsaw? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that type of chainsaw. Yeah, me neither. Is it a brand, or is it a, like, size? SP3861814. Uh, it's sold, it's, it's sold in Norway, so who oh, knows? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, Stig, Stiga, Stiga, SP, yeah, that's, that's the yeah. brand name. Yeah, I've never heard of that brand name, chainsaw. St Stiga. <laughs> what would you what do you would you think Stiga meant if you said it in in English like hey you look kind of Stiga 
or it sounds like stuck up kind of doesn't it yeah mm -hmm. doesn't it uh you're acting a little stig out there <laughs> we're just like inventing uh, new slang now is that what we're doing i guess so. yeah yes yes that's well it's something we have to do do on this podcast hey if you're not new here would you know what you should do you should share this with people you like and uh, if you don't like them, uh, you should also share this podcast. We don't say that a lot, but yeah, sharing is caring. We don't ask for money. If you want to send us money, ask Luke. Apparently it means to wander. Stig. Ah. Yeah. Huh. Never heard of that. Uh, that's just according to uh, Google. It could be wrong. <laughs> oh, mm. it's, it's a Viking word. That's why. Oh, mm -hmm. of course it's a Viking word, because chainsaws and, and things are very Viking. Uh, well, you know, destroying uh, forests <laughs> probably is a Viking thing, but they usually burn yes. them down, not cut them down, right? That's true. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? I'm deaf on one ear. I am also deaf in one ear. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I got I got deaf in one ear uh, yesterday, and it's been bothering the. Uh, am I allowed to swear so early? Yeah, it's bearing it. It's it's irritating the fuck out of me because I have tried with Q-tip. I know you shouldn't do that. I was gonna say, uh, but I did try it anyway. Did it make it uh, better? No, it made it worse. Well, yeah, there's probably something in there that you push deeper in, right? Uh, yes. you got to get one of those candles, the ear ear candles. I don't know if we have that in Norway. I bet you do, or I bet you could find it on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, yeah. Ear candles, what are they? They're like, I remember doing it when I was a kid. You just, like, hold, hold your ear sideways and you put the candle on, on it mm -hmm. for a while, and then you turn sideways and just like all this crap falls out of your ear mm, yeah i bet you that they have them i bet you can find them yeah it's been irritating me because i i i, I listen to a lot of books and and um, and uh, tv shows and things like that and and i'm so used to have it in stereo now i have it in mono uh well if it was all of a sudden i would say it's definitely something in there not like it's pro if it would be gradual if it was something like with your ear yes. uh, no, no. drum or it's something so like that. It's definitely something They say I your have. earbuds can also like shove things deeper, you know, and then so yeah, I would guess that's the issue. Uh yeah, I I've been half deaf most of my life, so I'm just used to it at this point. I Right. <laughs> with wire uh, um Bluetooth earbuds like yeah, I have two of them, right? And it, they're both going the yeah. charging pod, but I only need to use yeah. one. So I have, <laughs> I got when it says eight hours playtime, I've got sixteen hours playtime. Sixteen hours. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else can go suck it. By the time I'm ready, the other one's already charged. So, <laughs> which, what? Uh, which ear is it? Uh, my right ear is the one that ah. my left ear works. My right ear doesn't work. Okay, mm -hmm. and and then for me it's my left ear. So together we're we're we stereo. have a pair of working ears. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's only annoying in certain situations. Like, 
uh, at the movies, if you're like, go to a, a date at the movies and it's just you two, yeah, I always have yeah. to make sure they're like sitting on my left side. Otherwise, I'm not going to hear right. what I'm saying or anything like right. where I'm in a busy situation and they're yeah. on the wrong side of me. And I, I, I'll have to say what a lot. I say what a lot. People get annoyed by that, but what are you going to do? What? <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, but the thing is, half time, half the time, I'm just not paying attention anyway. So it's a really good excuse to just not pay attention to people. You're like, uh-huh. what? Why are you paying attention to me? I'm half deaf. <laughs> you being ableist now? <laughs> don't, don't blame me. Right. It's not blame my fault. Me. Yeah. So when did I, this happen? I had massive ear infection problems when I was younger, uh, and oh. it was like a super gradual thing. But uh, okay, yeah, I, I when I was young, I had always had sinus problems, which I still do now. But yeah, uh, when you're younger, it's like smaller. So I had ear infections all the time. Yeah, Ugh. I had that as a child as well. I have I had those like small plastic beads inside of my my ears uh, that my, uh, the doctor used to to like uh, make it bigger. My, yeah, yeah. I think they talked about doing that. I don't think I ever had it done. Maybe I did. I remember the the doctor t- talking about doing it. I I think there was one time where I, as a kid, was just stubborn and was like, just let w- one of the ear infections go. Well, too long and it just mm. ruined my eardrum uh but yeah i have i've gotten it tested and i can't even do like an a what do you call it uh i need a cochlear implant i can't use like a regular um hearing device what the fuck what the fuck is a cochlear it's like connects your eardrum to your brain because the wiring in between my eardrum and my brain is what's broken it's not like the oh. eardrum itself so like a regular hearing aid wouldn't actually do anything it would just be a piece of plastic sitting on the side of my face yeah <laughs> i don't know why i find that so funny just just you sitting there with a device that that doesn't do anything <laughs> it's just a big piece of like clunky well nowadays they aren't like that clunky but when, back when I first got tested, they still were, like, very... Uh, that big thing that went on the back of your ear. Now yes, they're, like, this little, yeah. very discreet thing, which is much nicer, probably. He, yeah, my my dad has one, too, and his has, like, Bluetooth in them and things like that. Oh, yeah, they all do yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, super small and super cool. Which I guess is good, except for that it's f- mostly for elderly people and how many of them know how to use Bluetooth, right? So that could be a real big issue. Well, my dad is not extremely technically mm-hmm. advanced, but, but he, 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 he does get to understand how his uh, AirPods is. But if I call him, like, uh, in the morning... Uh, if he takes the phone without like hair, having his air devices in, he says like, "Let me call you in ten minutes, so I can hear what you." So say. you can, uh, yeah, <laughs> ten minutes. That's what I'm talking about. It takes ten minutes yeah. to figure the Bluetooth thing out. Like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some news. We have a lot uh, to get through, so let's go. Let's uh, let's get going. And uh, there have been some protests in Berlin over arming Ukraine against uh, Russia. 
demonstrations against supplying Ukraine with weapons specifically is what the protests are for. Uh, for the war with Russia attracts, attracted 10,000 people on Saturday, drawing criticism from top German uh, government officials and large police president, presence as well. Uh, b -b 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 organized by a prominent left-wing German politician, the protest comes a day after the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That happened this week, obviously. Yep. The Uprising for Peace was organized in part by Sahara Wagenketchent, a member of the German's mm. left-wing De Link Party. Germany, along with the United States, has been one of the biggest suppliers of weapons to Ukraine. Police mobilized 1,400 officials to keep the peace and enforce bans on military uniforms, Russian or Soviet flags, Russian military mm. songs, uh, and right-wing symbols, because it's Germany, there's a lot of things in the, like, right-wing sphere that are just outright illegal, you know what I mean, because it's Germany. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Police spokesperson said, though, there was no sign of any right-wing groups attending the protests, which German finance minister said must be clearly opposed, uh, but this was, but it was peaceful. Uh, whoever, uh, oh, uh, the German finance minister said... Whoever does not stand by Ukraine is on the wrong side of history. Uh, he wrote that on Twitter, I guess, actually. But this was a very le peaceful left-wing, like, anti-war right. protest. This wasn't... Uh, people probably would want to smear it as, like, being right-wing or whatever, but clearly, uh, even from the police are saying there was no right-wing people there. Yeah, I... I, uh, I, I look at myself as pretty left-leaning, to say mildly. Uh, and uh, I'm against war on principle, so it's it's. Uh, I don't really understand why. I I I, I do I do believe. Uh, it sounded like I was in the middle of transitioning from youth to grown up there. You <laughs> crack crackling voice. Uh, but yeah, I do believe that that war doesn't really have to do with right or left leaning like i i i have met people that are right leaning that are against the war i have met people that are left leaning that are against the war i have met people in the center that are against the war so it's like it doesn't really entail uh what side of uh, the political system uh you are on it depends on be, the decade i think cuz certain Specifically, sure. like the Vietnam era, it was definitely a left-right. Oh, period. definitely. During oh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Bush Iraq, you know, two thousand two yes. uh, era, there was definitely Invasion, a, yeah, yeah. there was definitely a left-right thing, at least in America for yes. sure. Uh, so I think it just depends on which war we're talking about. But even in those cases, there's still going to be people who are right-leaning, who maybe even supported Bush, but were against war. So there's always going to be that, you know. Uh, caveat. What, wasn't wasn't McCain before he died against some uh, one of the wars? I I remember. I have no idea. Yeah, I think maybe it was the Vietnam War. If I don't remember incorrectly, uh, you'd have to look it up, but, uh, I guess. Yeah, I know there's but, uh, been like some anti-war protests here in America that have been kind of mm. smeared as pro-Russian protests or whatever. So in any case, like it doesn't really matter which side of the spectrum political spectrum you are on i guess you right. could still be against war and maybe support somebody yeah. politically i guess that is 
pro war, but it's a little awkward. I get like you would think that after that you wouldn't vote for them anymore if you were anti-war, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I do think I think the shift is bigger in America than it is in any other countries. Right. Uh, I think, uh, but that's that's kind of what you said with with uh, beginning with the Russia get thing. It's like like uh, when we said the Russia get thing was uh, a hoax. Uh, we were call, being called Trump supporters, uh, pointing just pointing that there was no evidence, and I I remember I remember that very uh, thoroughly. And but we were never Trump supporters. We we just wanted more evidence. We were further left than the people supporting like Biden or Hillary, and yet we're right. being called Trump supporters. Uh, yes, saying we're the complete opposite because of. That yeah, that one thing, which I guess with Russiagate, it's kind of a smaller, definitely a smaller thing than an a, actual war, right? Um, yeah, oh definitely. It, the thing about these protests, you see like a coalition of people here. There's pride flags, there's peace flags, there's mm-hmm. uh, you know a whole bunch of different groups of people you can tell coming together all to be under that anti-war banner. I think most mm-hmm. of these people are definitely. Uh, you know, left-leaning for sure, but it doesn't mean they're all left-leaning. Sure. No. It just means that uh, there weren't any people with, like, outright Nazi shit or something like that. <laughs> Swastikas. Yeah. Swastikas. <laughs> yeah. They are pro- pretty, uh, pretty banned in, 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 for, in Germany for some strange reason. Uh, hopefully nobody showed up with, like, tiki torches. <laughs> I think that would probably be another one that the police would have been like, yeah, no tiki torches. That's That's been ruined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... The, yeah, somehow sorry. those crazies ruined tiki torches, which is like the most innocuous thing ever. And now you can't, that's like considered I racist. Mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when we used to use them on trolls. I yeah. had a Hawaiian themed birthday party one time and we had tiki torches. And now looking back at it, it's like, oh, oh geez. If you look back at the picture, <laughs> people will be like, what? You had tiki torches at your birthday? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh... Uh, yeah, Shrek. Shrek had tiki torches in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, United States unveils a 10 billion Ukraine aid package uh, as war enters year uh, two. It's it's sad that we have to count this, but yeah, it's it's still going on. The Biden administration announced an additional 10 billion in aid for Ukraine on Friday, hours after announcing another $2 billion in military aid, a new round of sanctions. So that's actually $12 billion. As Ukraine mm-hmm. President Zelensky pleads f- for Western support to win the war, uh, the aid package includes financial support for Ukraine government, as well as energy assistance for citizens, including power grid and infrastructure. That includes $250 million to address immediate needs, including critical power grid equipment, Blinken has also said the U.S. started distributing $9.9 billion in grant financing being distributed by the World Bank uh, to provide health care, education, and emergency services to citizens. Right, so one thing that a lot of people, I guess, rightfully point out about Afghanistan is that we didn't really, like, 
we put all this uh, money into weapons and stuff, but we didn't ever, like, take care of the infrastructure, and it was just instantly taken over because we didn't put any infrastructure to maintain the maintain the peace, right? I have been thinking about it. It's kind of weird. In Russia, there's 147 million people. In in Ukraine, uh, there is uh, 36. Russia is also super huge, and and Ukraine is pretty small. It's so weird for me to think about that uh, uh, such a small country has uh, hold its force against such a big country as Russia. Like, you would think it would be so easy to invade uh, Ukraine, but it's like, it, do you uh, the 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 sources they have in Russia doesn't seem like it was as big as everybody thought it was. Uh, I think Russia thought it was going to be easy. If that's what you mean, yeah. I just think I also thought it would be easy. To be honest, we didn't anticipate hundreds of billions of dollars of U.S. Weapons, right? So that's, that's what's that's what I it, think. Also, I think the mistake you're making is thinking that what is happening here is Russia is fighting Ukraine, which is not what's happening. Russia is fighting NATO, right. and if I was to tell yeah. you NATO was to fight Russia, would you say would you be surprised that they weren't able to? No, right. So I think that's the difference. It's like <laughs> people are yeah. making the. Comparison, oh, look how amazing Ukraine's doing. Yes, it's Ukrainian soldiers that are fighting, but yeah. even intelligence-wise, as far as, like, targeting, the U.S. is using... They're using U.S. Uh, infrastructure as far as, like, Starlink from, uh, uh, you know, Mu Elon Musk and stuff to target uh, mm -hmm. individual groups of Russians, which they wouldn't be able to do without U.S. assistance. So... But uh, uh, let's see, maybe China can come and make peace. The Kremlin's response to China's peace plan, tepid. The Kremlin gave a lukewarm response to China's plan to end the war in Ukraine, calling for a study of the nuances of the proposal that urges both sides to agree to a gradual de-escalation and warns against the use of nuclear weapons. China has declared a no-limits alliance with Russia shortly before Tens of thousands of troops were sent into Ukraine a year ago. Kremlin spokesman said in remarks published on Tuesday that Beijing's voice should be heard, but the nuances of the proposal are important. Any, mm. uh, he says, any attempt to formulate these for reaching a peaceful settlement of the problem is welcome, but of course the nuances are important. Uh, such initiatives that might bring peace closer are worthy of attention. So... Well, at least it's coming to attention then. I mean, this comes after what we talked about last week with the U.S. saying that China is going to send them weapons. Right. Uh, so the Chinese response is to say, we're actually for peace. I do think it's good that that China is, is coming in with a, a peace treaty plan, at, at least. At least they are trying to 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 do something. I think they see that the U.S. is 
the U.S. is using them as like a boogeyman to a degree to be like if if this happens, if China backs them, then we're gonna have to go even harder on not only right. Russia, we're also gonna go, we're gonna have to harder go hard on, on China, China, which they yeah. they announced more sanctions on both China and Russia this week. Um, and so I think China's going, well, we don't even really want to be involved, and you're trying to, like, pull us in, you know, it's like, right. uh, but then other people are saying that this is all a ploy to, to for the Chinese to, to say, uh, if they do send weapons, to be able to point out, we didn't want to send weapons, but we had to, I mean, even look at what we put out as a peace plan, um, so it, it, some people are saying this could be used as, like, a future excuse, I guess, but... I think any kind of proposed peace plan is better than no proposed peace plan, which is where we've been for the last year. So, But then again, drones. Drones that Kremlin said were launched by Ukraine flow deep inside Russian territory, including one that got within 100 kilometers, 60 miles of Moscow, signal branches in Russian defense as President Vladimir Putin Order stepped up protection at the wall. At at the wall, yeah. Well, sorry, at the border. <laughs> it, it's not America. <laughs> Official said the you drones know, the, caused the Rus- the Russian wall, you know. Right. The official <laughs> yeah, said drones the... caused no injury Famous. and did not inflict any significant damage, but the attacks on Monday night and Tuesday morning raised questions about the Russian defensive capabilities more than a year after the invasion, Ukraine officials did not immediately take responsibility, but similarly, they have avoided direct knowledge of resp- uh, direct d- avoided directly acknowledging responsibility for past uh, strikes and sabotage. Although Putin did not refer to any specific attacks in his speech, his comments came hours after the drones targeted several areas in southern and western Russia. Also Tuesday, mm-hmm. several Russian television stations aired a missile attack warning that official officials blamed on a hacking attack uh, to to uh, against Russia. Right. Mm. Well, let's leave the war uh, and go into COVID nineteen because holy moly, this is pretty big news actually. Uh, FBI director endorses theory that the COVID-19 virus may have leaked from a Chinese lab. It wasn't the bats all along, Look, Well, uh, Christopher Wray, the FBI director, has weighed <laughs> in on a debate over the COVID-19 virus using an appearance on Fox News. So mm. there's that to endorse the theory. Mm. Ray's high-profile comments highlight a divide within the U.S. intelligence community about the origins. Some of the federal agencies, including the FBI and the Department of Energy, which uh, that came out this week, Department of Energy report that revealed that they believed that it was a lab leak theory. And then Christopher Ray, him coming out on Fox is in, in response to the Energy Department conclusion, mm-hmm. right? Um while others have concluded that the first spread was from infectious animal to human, Ray publicly endorsed the lab leak theory runs counter to the conclusions of several pro- prominent scientific, scientific studies as well as the assessment of U.S. intelligence a- agencies. Ray did not explain the evidence that had the FBI's conclusion 
there's, there's a quote, there's not a whole lot of details I can share that aren't classified, so. Uh, I'd find it interesting that the energy de department also concluded that uh, in the classified intelligence report that the COVID-19 uh, likely resulted from a leak, but made it assessment with a low confidence, while the FBI research uh, that came to the same conclusion in 2021 was with moderate confidence. Yeah, whatever that means, right? You know, yeah. it's like... Uh... I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's the difference between I'm sure I'm pretty sure and eh. <laughs> that that's the diff the, three, the three different ways of looking at it Luke. Uh, it's still that's the thing is it's still um, up in the air as far as mm -hmm. um, it's not definite there's a lot of people especially in like YouTube world that want to believe that Okay, this one report came out, and so this is the truth now. Even though, like, right. five other reports say the opposite. There's two reports that yeah. say one thing. There's a few other reports that say uh, something else. And so it's not... I wouldn't say this is like, okay, it's definitely this, but there's been a lot of evidence to, sh to point to lab leak theory. And a lot of the people who go against lab, the idea of a lab leak say that it started in this wet market, and that's, like been the main theory for pretty much the whole time the thing about mm. the wet mark is is it was like 300 yards away from the lab so mm. uh yes it could have started in the wet market but was the thing that started it in the wet market did that come from, from the, the lab, lab yeah. right because it's yeah, only right. like the 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 distance was not that huge right so mm. um i'm seeing some breaking news okay uh let let me uh let me post it in the chat, but this is like brand new news, I guess. I'll put it in the pod links. Uh, U.S. Intelligence, Intel, U.S. Intel review finds no evidence linking foreign adversary to Havana syndrome. Oh. An intense review by U.S. intelligence agency, intelligence agencies has found no evidence linking any foreign adversary to so-called Havana syndrome. The findings released Wednesday, today, cast further doubt on what was long-standing hypothesis by intelligence officials that U.S. adversaries, most likely Russia, was responsible for some, <laughs> if for at least some of the mysterious sudden brain injuries suffered by a small group of American diplomats and spies. Um, NBC News reported in 2018 that U.S. intelligence had been considering Russia as a leading suspect. Uh, the intelligence assessment completed last year, the CIA ruled out that the sim symptoms known as Havana Syndrome are a result of sustained global hostile power. Um, yeah, so it looks wow. like... Let's see if we can find anything more about this really quick. Uh, that they're, they're saying that it's not... Uh, this is from The Guardian. A review by a U.S. intelligence agency could not conclude the foreign adversary was behind the mysterious health anomalies um, that determined... Uh, oh, here's some from the latest report. Seven, seven intelligence agencies participated in the review of approximately a thousand cases. The term, the government... Uh, anomalous health incidents, a term used by the government. Five of those agencies determined it was quote-unquote, very unlikely a foreign adversary was responsible for the symptoms. So, mm. 
So it was crickets all along. I guess so. Uh, mm. One of the officials. Just foreign crickets. One of the officials said that even in geographic locations where U.S. intelligence effectively had total ability to monitor the environment for signs of malicious interference, analysts found no evidence of adversary targeting personnel. Uh, this is from, uh, I guess it's a, it just says the official, so I assume that they're, you know, um, off mm. the record. It says, there was nothing. This person added that there was no intelligence that foreign leaders, including Russia, had any knowledge of the authorization of attacks. The second official mm. who described a frustrating mystery as why a longtime colleagues had become ill said analysts spent, month, spent months churning data, looking for patterns, and interviewing new analytic mythologies only to come up with no plausible explanation. So. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, what do you, I still think this is probably mass delusion, right? That's oh, of, yeah, yeah. That... oh, yeah. No, this is mass delusion, mass hysteria. This is absolutely nothing. That's my... I also mm. think that it started as a mass hysteria, and then pe some yeah. people in the government used it as a way to get money. Because what happened is they created this slush fund that's like untraceable to give to people who were quote unquote affected by Havana syndrome and all these right. people who were quote unquote affected by it were diplomats and like spies. So these are right. people that you can just give money to now, uh, to do, you know, black projects in different countries where they're already yeah. stationed. I think it's a big money grab. It's a little like the fentanyl scam. Oh, in the police. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Fentanyl's yeah. real. What Rose talking about is like the police right. overblowing it so that they can get money for their police budgets. Yes. Yeah. I'm happy to say, Luke, that the uh, 2024 election is now over. Uh, we have finally a candidate that uh, another digital citizen is uh, 110% behind, right? Right? I don't think so. Right? I think we've come. No? her in the past and we weren't really happy oh. with her <laughs> it's all, almost like we did a whole podcast about marianne williamson and how quirky and crazy and totally lunatic she is but uh yeah she's, i don't think uh, it, i don't think she's total lunatic i think she has crazy religious beliefs that are uh that that people don't disclose when talking about her right Right. Because I think she has a lot of good ideas as far as, like, oh, yeah, political yeah. ideas. I just think Politi that her, her oh, if yes. you look into her religious beliefs, it's a little kooky. A, a little kooky, yes. Yeah. I mean, she's a spiritual advisor to Oprah Winfrey, so... Well, she was a spiritual advisor. Yes. She, the, yes. If you look into, what is it called, uh... The inter Unity Interface Spiritual Fellowship. That's the thing that she's... <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what she's part of, or I think she even helped create it. So just look into that, and if you... I mean, I think for us, uh, because we think... At least for me, I know that anybody who is religious in any way, that is going to affect their, their, their choice of policies, right? Like, yes. Because... Biden's Catholic, he's going to have different policies than if he was a different religion or if he was uh, agnostic, right? So mm. I look into those things when it comes to 
candidates because I know it's going to affect the decisions they make. So, yeah. But Marianne Williamson becomes Democratic challenger to Biden, a best-selling self-help author who quickly, who's quirky, who brought quirky spiritualism to the 2020 presidential race, has announced (laughs) she's running for president again. Williamson, 70, is formally kicking off her campaign with an event in Washington on this Saturday. Without mentioning former President Trump, she noted in a weekend Facebook post that his unconventional White House win makes it odd for anyone to think they can know who can win and who cannot win the presidency. I guess that's pretty... That That's really, really true. Right. <laughs> when it comes to 2024, I have absolutely no fucking clue who will win. Uh, Biden has yet to announce a formal re-election bid. The aides say he is likely to come in the next few months. First Lady Jill Biden recently told the Associated Press that there was pretty much nothing left for the president to do but pick a time and a place to announce his re-election bid. Uh, As a spiritual advisor to Oprah Winfrey and a purer of psychic memorabilia online, Williamson spent about a year seeking the Democratic presidential nomination in 2020. Yeah, so uh, some people on, you know, the MSNBCs and CNNs of the world, those kind of weird commentator people are... Trying to mm-hmm. compare to Jill Stein, which <laughs> of course they're gonna do that because like that's all they've got, right? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> which I, I mean, go back to I, I don't even know when we did it, but we did a whole breakdown oh. of how Jill Stein did not lose. Hillary the election and so for them to bring that up again is just like (laughs) this weird rehashing of a history that didn't actually happen but they still believe that that is what happened yeah yeah. well yeah I I I think it's I think it's funny to have her in she she's uh, very very funny to listen to the thing that do we have a lot of Republican candidates now in the ticket, and we have this mm-hmm. one person because everybody's just waiting for Biden to say if he's going to run or not. He's incredibly indecisive, obviously, because you would think with so- at least very soon he would announce it. Uh, also, look at his polling. The the polling for him is atrocious. So there's that. So maybe he's it waiting could, for the polling to go yeah. up to announce. Uh, but if you announce, I would assume that is going to, it's going to help with your polling. I also think with with Biden, knowing how gaff prone he is, the less time yeah. he spends on the campaign trail is possibly yeah, the better. better. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I think they're yeah, also considering yeah. that. Hey, if you want to be an asshole against uh, Russian diplomats, uh, what would you do? Well, a 73-year-old Os- Oslonian? How do you say somebody Oslo-nian. from Oslo? Yeah. yeah. Gave Russian... I would call... Go ahead. I would say Oslo... Yeah, Oslo-nian. Oslonian. Oslonian. Gave yeah. Russian diplomats a rude awakening by blasting a siren outside their bedroom window on the anniversary of the invasion <laughs> of Ukraine on Friday night around 2.30 a.m. local time. Kajel... Uh... Kajel... 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 
carried a loudspeaker outside of an apartment block known to house workers of the Oz, of Oslo's Russian embassy. Standing outside in the cold, Crane played the sound of a Japanese foghorn, fog which bears a striking resemblance to an air raid siren. Over the past year, Ukrainian civilians have had to shelter during Russian air raids. Right, so yeah, that's a that's a good troll. I think it's I. I, 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 I think it, it is one of the best uh, uh, trollish things I have heard of in quite a while. I, it's just one guy, you know, so it's not like he like was really... I, some people would say, oh, you're harassing people or whatever, but mm, right. I don't think this is... I think this is more of just like a wake-up call, literally, right? <laughs> yes. Literally, <laughs> I I would be a little bit pissed, of course. But uh, yeah, when this guy was out and about uh, around the Russian embassy, do you think he saw any elves? Uh, is elf lore a thing in Norway? Of course, elf is a lore in Norway. Oh, okay. I don't think elves yeah. are really a lore in America. You know, I'm, I I never hear of anybody talking about elves in. Well, one of the things we have are Christmas elves. Oh, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. Christmas yeah. elves, right. Okay. Yeah. I like actually think fairies, like the the idea of fairies is more like ubiquitous in America than elves are actually. But a Mexican, in Mexico, Mexican Ooh. president posts a photo of what he claims is a Maya elf. I assume like Mayan. Mexico, Mexico's president posted a photo on his social media account on Saturday showing what he said appeared to be a mythological woodland spirit. Mm -hmm. Andres Lopez Obador did not seem to be joking when he posted a photo of Alox, a mischievous woodland spirit in Maya folklore. Uh, he wrote in, in the post, uh, was taken three days ago by an engineer. It appears to be an Alox, adding everything is mystical. One time photos show a tree with a branch forming what looks like a halo of hair and what may be stars forming the figure's eyes. Mm -hmm. He has long expressed re reverence for indigenous cultures and beliefs. Work is underway in the Yucatan Peninsula to construct a tourist train that is his pet project. So that's where this photo was taken. So he's kind of promoting his pet project at the same time. But I think this goes into what I was talking about with Marianne William Williamson and just knowing what your leaders believe in as far as, like, spirituality and things like that. Like, do you want your leader to be a guy who believes in, like, the uh, elves and, you know, mystical things and then be making decisions right. on what you eat and what you, like, taking care of your family and stuff? You, like, that's right. the person who's deciding those things for you? So, for me, personally... It looks like someone in a mystique costume in a tree. Do you know mystique from X-Men? Yeah, it kind of looks like that, except yeah. like with a hunchback. Like if the, well, hunch, if the hunchback of Notre Dame was in a mystique, was a mystique yeah, yeah. costume. Yeah, because you can kind of like see her knee on one side of the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I think it's her other knee that you think is the hunch back. So she's like sitting on her knee with well, her. Well, no, knee you off. can see the hand. There's a hand. If that is what it is, there's like a hand 
grabbing the holding tree. Holding the tree, yes. So how would the knee be all the way over there? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that makes super sense. If the knee is in front of uh, the arm. Uh, yeah, but then the leg would be, like, massive. Look how big that leg would have to be, like... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, I guess, well, I mean, it's possible, because we're talking about an elf, but, again, how big is this elf? It's like a human-sized elf? It's like right. Will Ferrell in elf-sized elf. <laughs> 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 you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is cool. It's a human-sized elf. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. Are you sometimes uh, frustrated with the left side of uh, the politics? I would say the entire RussiaGate saga. We were frustrated with most of the left. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. all of the pandemic, when we were saying we need universal health care, that was probably yeah. one of the most, the biggest times I was frustrated with the left. No, we don't need yeah. health care during a pandemic. Yeah. What? Yeah. Health care. Who needs it anyway? Yeah. Yeah, well, Tron is also uh, a little bit uh, frustrated, and he will tell the truth about it. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. I've been frustrated for years, very frustrated. I see a right-wing movement running all over fucking Europe, all over the world, and making fucking living hell for the rest of us. But sometimes I've also been frustrated over the people who should be my own. Liberals, socialists, social democrats, anarchists, and people who don't want rich corporations to take over the world, who don't want right-wing extremists around the world or churches to make fucking hell for the rest of us. But sometimes and many times lately I have been frustrated. I told you how about my nomination in the Green Party in Bergen was. It was not fun. Because sometimes people who are right always think they shall be the moralistic fire. Fire. I don't fucking know the word. But they try to pretend there's some more fucking better than others. Look at me. I'm for all the good things in the world. I love everybody. I'm against war. I'm against this. But when I not vote, I do it because I want to feel good, because I'm against the system, blah, 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 blah. I don't compromise. I never do any sacrifice. Fuck you. There are so many people in the Greens and my liberals who are fucking irritating, irritating all the time. I, for example, I have a loud mouth. If you've been listening to my segment for years, you know my mouth is big. But for many people in my party, that was too bad. I could not talk like this because, yeah, because that, how can I represent myself for the rest of the people? Problem is, a lot of people don't give a fuck about it. They want an honest voice and sometimes they understand frustration. Many years ago, I saw a counselor minister in Denmark. He was a dry person. He was like quiet and he did, but he did a good job. So, one day the journalists had been bugging him 24 fucking 7. So, one day he found out he's going to take his wife to the cinema. Yeah, just leaving those two away from the journalist. And on his way out from the cinema, journalists come up in with a camera and start asking questions again and told him to go fuck himself. He, had a, he wanted to have a nice time with his wife. The media was like, ooh, you couldn't do that. But most people said, yeah, yes, he could. 
yeah, is allowed to think about people sometimes that they can be frustrated and angry. But leftists today, no. We should keep calm. We should do actions. Sometimes you should not vote because the candidate is not pure enough. Purity, moral, fucking bullshit. That's the fucking shit I hate by the right. Now is living on the fucking left. I don't even want to mention the Green Party United States, so I think it's a big fucking joke. Yeah, Green Parties in the United States, you're a fucking joke. But they can be frustrating here in Norway too. Therefore, I decided just to do my fucking own world. There must come a new left. The left should not be the party of moralistic bullshit. It should be the parties of fun, jokes, loosen up little, accept that not everybody in the world are as perfect as fucking you, read as many books as you do, have the higher degrees on the university as you do. Some of us work fucking terrible hours, have a terrible jobs, but we have to see a lot of bullshit who gave us post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah, work with death, violence, and people, not sit in the fucking office, or uh, st- study groups in the fucking college. It's hard, but again, it's this behavior we've been going on for years, who is fucking annoying and makes you fucking lose. People are had it. They can't stand it anymore. So they try to show you something just to piss you off. How do you take it? When they go high, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. Moralist bullshit fucking again. Show me what you want. Show me what you're gonna do. Be fucking honest. And loosen up a little. That was Trump. But Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. And to some of my colleagues in the Green Party of Bergen, I ran no listening to this. Go fuck yourself. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've seen more TV than you, so I will go into it. Uh, I usually don't do uh, things that I have seen in Norwegian in this round. Mostly because it's not available for Luke to watch, but this is actually from Prime. It's called Spice of Life, and that's actually the 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 like Norwegian name of it as well. Okay. Uh, Sp- Spice of Life with Stian Blip. Uh, it is a hidden camera show. Uh, if you like hidden camera shows, it's like a prank uh, show. It's a prank show, okay. yeah. I don't like those uh, shows, but okay. No. Uh, you like this? I am not super happy about it. It was uh, okay. I had more fun with it than I think you will do have from it, but it's on Prime, so if you want to watch a Norwegian hidden camera show, you can see it on Prime. Spice of Life. Uh, I will give it a... F- 3.5. Oh, well, that's not a great score. Yes. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. Uh, then I saw America's Got Talent All Stars uh, because they finished this week. Uh, I'm a binger when it comes to every like reality shows like this. Oh, I yeah. I was to... going to say, didn't I see the beginning of this? I think I saw the first two episodes. Yeah, I did. Right. 
Uh, I didn't. I, 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 I just have to binge it because I don't want to wait to see who wins. I'm one of those. I mean, uh, you technically else? still are waiting, but yeah. <laughs> well, you understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, it was very Americans got uh, talent. Uh, I, I like those kind of shows. Uh, I think this is worse because they are like, oh, the super fans will decide. Who wins? Right. We never learn who the super fans are. That's what I say. We don't even. Yes. And my biggest problem is like, uh, I just think the producer picked someone out and said, hey, "Yeah, they, the super they are fans are the producers. That's who the right. super fans are. <laughs> they're the, they're the. Uh, I mean, they never say like the super fans are a, like." a specific type of people or a specific group of people. Like, there's no indication of what that really even means, right? So mm -hmm. it could be anybody, yeah. Uh, then I saw uh, the two first episodes of America's uh, American Idol season 21. Uh, this got a little coverage because Katy Perry breaks down in episode 2, I think it is. Uh, because of a school shooting thing and people on the right were like oh listen to this uh, lefty wanting everything uh, to do with guns out of our our uh, world our schools and we're like yeah <laughs> so bad oh she shouldn't she shouldn't talk about it she's she's the singer uh, uh, so it's not always because he, he here's the thing i don't care who wins american idol i okay. do care who wins uh uh like uh, talent shows but but i watch idol because of of uh the human interest stories and i i i i stop following idol when they go to like the singing when they narrow it down to a specific right. group of people. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I remember I, I used I, to watch it just the first few episodes to see the bad auditions. When yeah, the, like me the too. first few seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the only reason I would... And then I wouldn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I watched a show called Parole uh, on a BBC, I think it was. And it is very, very interesting. Oh, uh, American Idol... Uh, uh, I will give it to four. But uh, uh, Parole, uh, two episodes. Uh, it follows people that has been in, or are in prisons. In, and uh, it also follows like pe people are in the British parole boards, making like complex life-changing decisions for the prisoners and, of course, their victims. So it follows like uh, people that are going into the parole meetings it follows like what they say in the par uh, parole meetings and what they decide mm -hmm. after the par parole meeting is held. If they are like going to stay in prison or not going to stay in prison. I really, really like this. If you're at all interested in in like how the UK prison system uh, functions, I do recommend this actually, and give it a seven point four. That sounds pretty dull to me. Okay, uh, I yes. guess the last thing I'm assuming we both saw, because it was like the one big show that actually came out this week. Yes. 
<laughs> it was also on Prime. It's called The Consultant. Yes, The mm-hmm. Consultant. Um, eight episode show. 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 It is about <laughs> a consultant, a, a video game company, specifically mobile games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CEO gets killed in the first episode, well, first like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets shot uh, in a tragic accident, quote unquote, and. Um, this guy comes in as a consultant to, to take over the company, and uh, what's when you when a when a CEO goes out and somebody comes in and they start like firing people. It's consultant, but there's another word for like the person who comes in and starts like uh, cleaning house and stuff like that. Uh, he's there to to make the business better, right? That's kind of the whole right purpose, yeah. But we realize that he's like a crazy person in the first few episodes. <laughs> he's he's a crazy person. Yes, he's not nice to anybody. He says that anybody who's not in the office at a, in an hour or whatever um, has to is going to be fired. And then a woman shows up. What in the last like twenty seconds of that hour, she's in a wheelchair, and he leaves her outside. That's the kind of person. Uh, mm-hmm. The one employee who's the main character, we she starts to have suspicions, so she in, starts investigating this guy. That's what the show's about, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the main guy? I don't remember his name. I can look it up. What do you think? Uh, uh, I liked it in a way that... I I don't recommend this to people that are very like if you don't take this with a very big uh, pinch of salt I don't think you will like it I I think I I think it has uh, Christopher Waltz I I remember now mm-hmm. of all of a sudden what what his name was is is the main main character for me because he's amazing. I think the people around him are are okayish actors, but Christopher Waltz is like he plays everybody out of this series. I think Craig and, in this is really good. The the yeah. woman who plays Elaine is fine; she's decent mm-hmm. in it. I think the the one the the one other character that's really good is I guess his name is Nat Wolf. He he does a really good right. job in this. Uh, but I I think this is acquired taste. Uh, I I I don't think uh, 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 everybody will like this. It is very black humor. Uh, it is very kind of uh, yeah, and it also has some like thriller elements. I've I saw every episode of this uh, because it was one of the only things that was on TV this week that was new. Mm-hmm. And I I I I I I. I th- Thought ending was uh, good. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it to people, with, with the caveat that you have to kind of like, you have to take some logic out of this because this this would probably never happen. Uh, yeah, but I think it's a social commentary on like how people function in society when there's like a power imbalance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. 
even if it's just a perceived, like, this is the boss, and so I have to do what they say. That's what it's playing mm-hmm. on. And so there's also, like, a commentary on capitalism in this. It's like a yep. social commentary more than it is... I mean, it's got comedic elements, it's got mystery elements, it's got all those things, but it really is, like, a social commentary, which, at the same time, I think it can be... If... I This has, like, Team America-type vibes in the sense that yes yes people could see it one way like people saw team who watched team america either saw it as a commentary on how horrible uh it is for america to go around the world and starting wars and then other people saw team america and went man we are look america's so badass and they took they took it that (laughs) way (laughs) and so i and another one is wolf of wall street people see that it's it's a commentary on how horrible capitalism is and people see it and watch it and go oh man i really want to be like that guy and it's the same way here i can see people watching this and going wow that guy he really helped them and like he's actually (laughs) he's such a great guy and but you like in reality if you really look at it like nobody's a good person in in this story yeah oh definitely and that's that's kind of what i liked about it as well that like absolutely nobody was likable in this everybody's assholes well you're the thing is you're rooting for different people at different times though even though like you know they're not necessarily a great person you're still rooting for them against somebody else and then it'll switch and you'll be rooting for the opposite person all of a sudden Mm -hmm. i think the storyline writing's the the best part of this very yeah the the set design you know it looked very kind of cheesy i will say that Mm -hmm. like the video game, the video games they chose like look like video games from what the nineteen eighties, <laughs> late ni- late eighties, yeah. early nineties, and it's like the, yeah, nobody would play that on mobile ever, like yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, it wouldn't. It, you have to suspend disbelief in the sense that somebody would have gone to the police at some point. Uh, yes. So was, yeah, but that's the, the that's ending. the whole power dynamic thing, right? Is like that's <laughs> yeah, what they're yeah. playing on. So you got to consider it a social commentary. I give this a, a eight point five though. I gave it an eight, so we're not far away. Yeah, I think the ending's confusing to the point where even this morning, because I finished it last night, I watched the whole thing over like two mm-hmm. days. Like f- I think I watched five episodes and three episodes. This morning I was like, oh yeah, that. It explains that because I was questioning things and then even this morning yeah. when I was like getting ready I was like oh that makes sense now I, I was wondering how that happened and I was still connecting things in my head which shows that the story like the writing of it was amazing yeah and the ending was maybe the, yeah I, I really I really liked ending yeah right and the whole thing I, with the jeweler is very very interesting yes mm-hmm. very interesting yeah okay let's go to some tv news because uh, big brother canada makes uh, big chances changes uh, to their live feeds big brother live feeds have been an important part of the big brother experience since its creation i would say it's the reason anybody likes big brother but according yes, to i i would say so as well according to a release Digital dailies uh, are uncut content from inside the Big Brother house, offering viewers an extended peek into the house guest lives. These videos will be posted each week 
at bigbrothercanada.ca. The statement continued by saying the show is now moving away from any 24-hour live feeds. 24-hour access will no longer be offered. That's the most interesting part of this whole thing. There's some other things that are changing, but going yeah, away but from 24-hour live feeds? stupid. That is so stupid. It is stupid in one way, but you know why they're doing this is because whenever there's a controversy about Big Brother, yep. it always comes from people yep. watching the live feeds because I know people forget they're in the house. And specifically in America, somebody always yeah. says something racist because it's America. Yep. Yeah. Well, talking about racist shitbags, uh, the creator of Dilbert is a racist uh, shithead. Dilbert has never been funny, by the way. I'm just going to start by saying that. It's an unfunny, it's terrible Come cartoon on. that I, I always skip. I love that cartoon. It's, it, <laughs> I think it's the most bland, generic, like, mayonnaise bullshit ever. Uh, I love Dilbert. I think it's terrible. Uh, comic Street, uh, it's like... That and Kathy, I would just skip because they're the same oh, yeah, no, format, Kathy basically. Is awful. Right. <laughs> the comic strip Dilbert has been dropped from multiple U.S. newspapers over response from racist comments by its creator, who called black Americans a hate group and urged white people to get the hell away from them. Uh, in a mm -hmm. YouTube video, it was a, it was a YouTube live, I think. Yeah, this guy's outspokenly like a racist, and he has been in the past. This is not, I guess, something new. So. I didn't. I didn't no. even know who this guy was, and I didn't think he was talented to begin with. I'm not gonna. And by the way, who reads newspapers? <laughs> uh, people my dad's age. Right. Yeah. Nobody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck this guy, and uh, he didn't have a career <laughs> anyways. So I heard actually an interesting theory that he did this on purpose because he knows that mm. newspapers are failing and he knows that his cartoon sucks. And so he did this to try to get a job on like Newsmax or one of those weird, like right wing news stations as like a commentator. Right. I actually read his book. Oh, uh, okay. He, yeah, yeah. He wrote a, a book. Uh, I, do you want me to tell you what it was called? No. Yes. Uh, I don't remember what it... I, I, do you remember what it was called, or...? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's called Win Bigly, where he uh, is very proud of predicting uh, Donald Trump uh, election victory. Okay. And that's that was all that the impressive. book is about. Yeah. Well... You shouldn't get that book, but you should get another book, maybe, from audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. You get a 30-day free trial of Audible, and you get free credit. Uh, they have a lot of free things as well that I can recommend. For example, uh, Moriarty, The Devil's Game. Uh, where Dominic Monaghan is in it, uh, and he plays uh, uh, from Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, and he plays Moriarty, and it's kind of like tries to uh, give another spin of the Sherlock Holmes universe, uh, where Moriarty is the good guy and Sherlock Holmes is the oh, bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and if you uh, want uh, to use that credit uh, for on the book, you should do it. 
And if you cancel it, you will probably not cancel it, you get to keep that book. But uh, yeah, they have a lot of free stuff, so check it out on uh, audibletrial.com slash ADZ. Eurovision news. Uh, Eurovision mm -hmm. fans rage as protesters storm stage of Swedish star. Pop. Oh, poor Loren's performance was rudely interrupted as she took the stage uh, at Mel... Melody Festivalen, 2023. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I am actually impressed. The Eurovision Song Contest amazing. winner of 2012 returned with the hopes of representing Sweden once again in the annual singing extravaganza. I've never seen this person before. Do you remember the 2012? Yes. That sounds really familiar, actually. It's possible you sent me the song in the past, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that song. It is my favorite Eurovision song of all time. Oh, you think she's got a yeah. chance? Yes. Okay. Actually, I think Sweden will win if she comes through in the final. Okay. Uh, what, what's, well, let's do some songs then. What's first? Uh, let's do, uh, Estonia. How about Estonia with Alika with Bridges with, can I, can I just say it? One of the st most stupid gimmicks of all time. Gimmick? Oh, the piano thing. Right, right. The p <laughs> oh, oh, the piano thing. Yes. Yes, a self-playing piano. Well, I didn't understand that it because... she also plays it. That's what I was going to oh. say. Halfway through, she starts yes. playing it. What's the point? Yes. What's the point of having a self-playing piano when she's playing on it? Or is she? That That's the thing that I thought. Is, is she it? just faking yes. it? Because... And why wouldn't she be faking it? You know what I'm saying? I have absolutely no clue. Those pianos are it very is... expensive. I know that, though. But uh, what did you think about this song? It was pretty generic. Uh, it is very generic. It's, you know, a female vocalist song with a uh, piano bass in, in the background. Not a lot of dancing happening. She does a little arm movements at some point where she, and that's mm. about it. Yeah, the real gimmick is the player piano behind her. I'm wondering if maybe this specific type of player piano was, you know, created it in Estonia and so they're kind of like featuring it as like an Estonian you know invention or something like that I'm wondering why it's I such a focal no point of the of the whole performance yeah because it it is a very much a focal point because it's like a character zoom in yeah yeah they zoom into it many times during the the performance and they're like clearly extremely proud of this fucking self-playing piano that's what made me think it, it's like an Estonian invention, so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, put out there as like, look at this kind of thing. But you don't have to forget the girl that's playing cello. <laughs> there, it, well, you don't ever see her. She doesn't you, exist. You do see. Do we? we? Do see. Yeah, the, the lady that, that plays the cello, yeah. Oh, I don't remember it, at least. She sits on the, on the, on the right side of her, or on the left side of her, sorry. Oh, yeah. I just remember yeah, no, an open stage 
uh, with a player piano. Let me go back and look. At, uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's a super generic, super will not qualify at all. Oh, I, I see her. She's not even on the oh, stage. Yeah, yeah. She's like in no, the no, crowd. No. Yeah. No wonder I didn't. In the remember crowd. It. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I I don't think this has any chance going to the final at all. It is too generic, and and it's so Eurovision. Heard it uh, six thousand times before. I don't even think it's Eurovisiony enough, and that probably even hurts it a little bit no. because it's just too, yeah. just bland and pretty. You've heard this song about a hundred times. I think yes. there's a lot of those songs this year that are just trying to be too generic because they're the yeah. thing about a song contest is you want to um you want as many people as possible to like it so having a generic song mm -hmm. in that scenario is good because more people are, are there's a better chance that more people will like it right even if it's not as good of a song uh more people are apt to enjoy it Whereas if you do right. something unique, it's going to be more focused in on one group of people. So, yeah. Yeah. I understand why, but it it's not great. Well, uh, let's talk about the country that we will see in the final, because it's one of the big fives. Mm -hmm. Italy. Uh, Italy has chosen to go with the most Italian man in the entire universe. Marco Mangioni with Dua Vita. This is very Italian. Yep, yeah, it's all in Italian. He looks very Italian. He's wearing Italian leather. Um, <laughs> not a lot of stage performance. The light, it's got uh, interesting lighting. That's the thing that they're really focused on to like make it look good. Yeah. Because it's just him mm -hmm. standing there singing. His voice is very good. I don't no clue what the song's about. I have absolutely no clue either. But but I really like his voice. I I uh, think this is uh, one of the best ballads this year. It's far better than the last female ballad that we saw. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even though that stage performance was probably better, even though it wasn't great. Right. I still think this is impressive as far as the lighting goes. I don't necessarily see it going like into top 10 or something like that even it's kind of no no i think it's it's probably going to be like 15 16 somewhere i think it will do okayish because he i mean he he will get a lot of lady votes if you know what i mean because he's a very pretty italian boy mm -hmm. uh and also probably some of the gay vo votes uh, because of his outfit, <laughs> the letter. I guess so. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, no. I think this this will do okay. It will. It. I. I agree with you. It's not top ten material. It's probably top twenty material somewhere. I think he's a little old to get like the youth vote, also. So that's gonna, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I. I didn't give the last one a. A score. I give this oh, one a, a six. The other one I'd give a four. I would also give this a six and the other one a three, probably. Okay. Uh, the last one is Malta. Uh, with dance, uh, this 
uh, in brackets, your own party by the Buskers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like this better than me. What did you think about this? It's got an 80s vibe, obviously. I like the... It's got a catchy chorus with the uh, yes sweater line, and they do a sweater costume change halfway through, which I thought was entertaining. I think the yes. stage performance, this is the best of the three stage performances, I, for sure. I agree. Stage performance-wise, this is actually really good. I really like that they, they do the shifting and like have three acts in his performance. And all of the three acts are different. Right. And yeah. uh, it felt... The one thing is the vocalist is not... He, he's a little off-key at points, especially towards the beginning. Yeah. But that, yes. that's just this performance that we saw. Because this is a live... So yes. it could be totally yeah. different when we see it again. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lighting, a lot of... Just a lot of stuff happening. It's... I've... I have a good feeling about this. I'd give it a... I, Go ahead. Yeah, no, I definitely think this will will qualify. I will be super surprised if I don't see this in the final. And and Malta is it's a country that always sends something interesting. I mean, it's it's not a boring country, and they they show that one once more. I, I'm not going to say that this is my favorite song, but I do have much respect for it. In the way that it's kind of like, like you said, it has this 80, uh, 80s vibes, and some people like that. I I, I just don't. But it's also but kind it, of got like a newer yeah. kind of pop punky feel to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when, I, when it first opened up and he's like holding the microphone and he's got a sweater on and you see him, but you don't see his face, I was like, is that mm-hmm. Pinely, the YouTuber? in Eurovision but no then you like you see his face a little closer and it doesn't look but there was like half a second right at the very beginning of the music video he looks like Pinelay yeah I think it's the sweater and the hair it is the sweater and yeah. the hair but yeah no I actually give this a 7 okay I'd give it a 7.5 cool Okay, movie round is going to be super fast because we've seen all one movie and we've seen it together. So that's No, that's... we saw two movies and we both saw them though. Because we saw oh, yeah, Megan yeah, Unrated. Mit Reagan. Which you saw already, but you saw seen yes. the PG thirteen version of this, which is now unrated. Um did we look up like the difference in time as far as like unrated? No we didn't. Okay. Uh as far as I can tell, there was definitely just two, like, bloody scenes that were added. There's one scene in the forest, yeah, and then there's, like, a elevator scene towards the end, which is pretty yeah. bloody. I say that's, like, the bloodiest of the scenes. So also as far as, like... Cursing. Yeah, well, I, that I, I couldn't determine. But as far yeah. as, like, the gore factor, it didn't go that much higher than what I would think a PG-13 movie would be. What I mean, you I saw them both, so... Yeah, I'm still a little bit disappointed in this, this movie. Like I said, the first time I saw Mitragan, uh, I, I said I, it has a little too little of Mitragan in it. And I still think that. I still think the doll 
should it should have been more dull violence for me to recommend this very much. I will say it probably get get the zero point five up in the in the violence thing. I really like this forest scene and and the elevator scene, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, I'm still still not super hot on this movie. Okay. Um one one minute and four seconds exclusive footage in the unrated version. Okay. Literally yeah. like a minute of of different new stuff. So Yeah, that's not a lot. One Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it might have just been that elevator scene because yeah, was the and maybe a little bit of the ear scene was the ear scene. Uh, the ear scene was not in the PG version at all. What about the elevator one? Was that just like extended yeah, slightly? Some, some extended, yeah. Okay, so that's where we. It's probably like thirty seconds per scene. Yeah, I don't know. It's it wasn't when I read articles about it beforehand when they were deciding to make it PG thirteen. The writer and directors and uh, people involved in it were like, it was so much bloodier. It was gore. I was like expecting it to be like Saw or like Hostel or something. Right. And yes, it's really not. They like overhyped it's it, I think. Not. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a fun I movie. I, I like the movie itself. I, th I thought yeah. the two main actresses, you know, the one that played Megan and the one that played the little mm. girl, were very good. The mother's all right. The cinematography is fine. The storyline's very obvious. Killer doll, uh, yes. movie. Nothing new there. Uh, pretty fun though. I, I had I, I, you know, it's almost two hours, and I didn't feel like I wasted any time. I'd give it a seven. Yeah, and I give it a six point five. Okay, we, we have a ghost. Is the other thing we saw on Netflix. We definitely have a ghost. Is it a little bit funny that I don't really remember that much from this movie? Well, there was a family that moved into this house that was oh, abandoned. Story. And <laughs> the young son is mad at his father for them having to move away because, you know, he lost all of his friends and all that classic, mm -hmm. you know, we just moved into a new neighborhood kind of thing. His father, or the son finds out that there's a ghost, hence the name... We have a ghost. The ghost is played by mm -hmm. David Harbour. <coughs> uh, who else is in this? Tig Nataro plays like the police mm -hmm. uh, or FBI agent, isn't it? CIA, something like that. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Coolidge is in this. Anthony Mackie mm -hmm. plays the dad. Yeah, the the, the concept's kind of silly, I guess. It's not that great of a movie in execution. No. The first like no. half of it was kind of funny and fun. The last half of it felt like Right. A lot of movies you've seen where, like, it, oh, yeah, I compared it to E.T., where they're trying to run away with E.T. Yeah. E. to get to save him from the being captured by the government. In this, they're, mm -hmm. they've got a ghost. They're running to, to save him from the government. It's the same concept. It is. Uh, I would say 50% of it is really good. I, I also uh, agree that the beginning was really good. And I, I think... I think we talked about this before with movies uh, that we like, like 
uh, even like 70% of, of movies that we've, we've seen like, oh, that, that was good for 70%. You have to stick the landing and the landing is, is really not that good in this movie. I, I liked it upon, like I said, 50% of it was really good. And then it was just like boring trite. And it's kind of funny because it makes fun of the movie Ghost. And also having a little plot of uh, uh, like ghost in it. It's kind of like meta in that way. It's and breaking it's, the fourth wall slightly in certain yes, parts. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, and and some of that I like. I, I, I think Carver does maybe the best role he could do without speaking... <laughs> speaking well, at all. Well, that's almost. just it. Halfway through the movie... Everything gets broken because, like, of the right. him being able to touch and like he doesn't speak for most of it, and then, but we're realizing, oh, he can touch things. So why didn't he just like write right. things down before? Yeah, it, I felt like they had half a script and then they had Ch- Chat GBT write the rest of it. <laughs> so the first half was good, and then the second half they just right. they want they just didn't let work. it. Yeah, they let yeah. it happen. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, I will give it a five. Um, I would probably go a four point five, but we're pretty close. Yeah. Okay, let's go some movie news. Everything, uh, everywhere, all at once, win top prize. The Screen Actors Guild Award. Uh, it won Best Picture, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm seeing a few different ones. Accepting the trophy here is the Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis won Best Female Supporting Actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lead Female Actor, uh, Ki Kwan. Yeah, so they won a few different yeah, awards. Yeah, Michelle Wu won for Best uh, Lead Actor. So it won a lot of awards. So... What I read is this the article that I read, or was it a different one? That there, there's people saying like this. This is a good sign for it in the Oscars, obviously. Which yeah, we're gonna do predictions next week. The 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 whole the whole thing of it winning multiple Golden Globes and this. I remember t- us talking mm-hmm. to somebody about this. That like it's it's a fairly good sign that it's at least gonna do get multiple awards. Maybe not Best Picture, right. but maybe it will. I'm not sure. I have a weird feeling, well, considering the day and age we are, fucking Top Gun is going to win, but... I also have a feeling that Top Gun will win, sadly. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Harvey Weinstein, uh, uh, he's sentenced to 16 years for rape in L.A., so that's good. This is added on to his other sentences. This sentence will be served consecutively after a 23-year prison sentence he is currently serving. The judge denied Weinstein a new trial on Thursday hearing following a motion from his defense that argued the conviction was based on improper uh, exclusion of evidence and flawed jury instruction. But yeah, that's just adding on to his already 20... So he's... He's going to be in there for life, basically. I mean, he's already really yeah. old, so... Uh, I saw Jane Doe 1 came out uh, with her full name and her story this week. I just don't remember. I did not see that at all. Was. I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's not a bigger story. 
Yeah. No, this is good. He should be in jail probably forever. I mean, he did. Yep. You know that there are so many more women out there that this happened to that he haven't come out? Yep. Yeah. But then we have to talk about the award of all awards of absolutely honoring degree of the best actor from America. I mean, I can't think of a single bad movie he has done. And you can fight me on that because it's Steven Seagal. Uh, and not only does, does, he, does he get a degree honoring uh, uh, thing, Steven Seagal, but he gets it from the best man in the world, Vladimir Putin. He was given uh, the decree to honor the American... Oh, the Order of Friendship, a decree cited what is called... <laughs> Seagal's great contribution to development of international culture and humanitarian cooperation. Yeah, he's like a Russian citizen, so and yeah. they're like him and Vladimir Putin are like best friends or some stuff, some crap, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird timeline we live in uh, currently. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal was ne I never really thought he was a great. Like, there were better Actor? martial arts actors movies no. it, when I was a kid. It was, you know, um, what's his name? If you, the Dutch if you guy. Have to ask, yeah, if you have to ask me, Under Siege is probably his, my favorite movie of his. I thought that was pretty generic, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of really good ones, I don't think. I said that Under Siege is probably the best, and that's saying some, saying something. I guess so. I don't even, but I, like I said, I don't even think that's good. So, no, no, and and he he made a he made a a, a follow up to that. So, Under Siege two, did you see that? That was the one on a train. Mm -hmm. That was really bad. I remember that being yeah. really bad. I think I saw that in the theater, to be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to look in... Uh, has he made any other movies that I like? No. <laughs> I'm going through here. It's like, no, never seen that. Never heard of this. No. That's just it. You probably have seen it, and it's just so <laughs> generic and uh, not memorable at all that you don't remember the name or anything. Because I've seen so many of his movies, and I could, like... I had to look look up to even remember Under Siege because like they're so generic. All of his movies are so generic. You remember? Did you no. ever see his TV show where he was a cop? No, no. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> there was like a TV yeah. show where he oh, like they, he pretended to be a cop ever. and he like went around and arrested people. It was ridiculous. Yes. True Justice wasn't it called that or I something? Of some probably something like that. It was the dumbest yeah. show ever. Yeah. That was so good. Speaking so of the dumbest so show good. ever, I've heard bad things about mm -hmm. this movie, um, which I'm not. That's not great, but because I'm looking forward to it. Let's see the commercial for Cocaine Bear. Rapid trailer. Cocaine Bear. Medic. Oh Jesus. I'm not sure if I've seen this trailer yet. I've definitely seen one trailer about a million times. Nope, I haven't seen this. This is a new trailer to me. Oh my god, that bear looks fake. Yeah, it definitely looks super yeah, CGI. Go. Oh my god, that looks awful. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be taken seriously though, so you gotta consider that. 
They dumped it yeah. somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Henry! Forest is a dangerous place. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. That bear. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. It looks worse when you see it next to, like, a human. When you see it just, yeah. like, as just the bear itself. I fucking did cocaine. Oh my god. Cocaine. <laughs> that was so fucking. A bear. It was far. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. Like the thing that stays with the man forever. <laughs> I love this. It looks so fucking silly. I want to see this so bad. This is definitely an extended trailer from what I've seen. Yeah. Like there's a, it's got a lot of the same bits, but there's a bunch of extra stuff. <laughs> oh, I like her. She's hilarious. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I so want to see this movie. Such good luck in nature. <laughs> oh, so look, I can ask this because if this is not Oscar nominated next year, I'm going to be so um, angry. Right. What is this angry? <laughs> what is this uh, Oscar nominated movie all about? Cocaine bear, after a 500-pound black bear, consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. 6.5 out of 10 on IMB, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users like it. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. It's her, I think it's her tutorial debut. It's got Carrie Russell, Ray Liotta, Jason, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, O'Shea Jackson in it. Well, error A, 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 Ron. <laughs> how do you say it when it's two A's? It's just one of them silent. It's just Aaron. Uh, yeah. Aaron B says, uh, give it a uh, full score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and says, delightful horror movie. Good mix of humor moments. Silliness and action. It's a movie that doesn't take itself too serious, and as long as you know that, uh, what you're going into, you're going to have a great time. Okay. I, that's what I think, is you kind of have to go in it with, like, no no brain in your head. Uh, speaking of no brain in your head, a 2 out of 10, unbearably bad. <laughs> from Do Not Come to the Cinema Depressed 24. Uh, problems with this movie. I feel the movie is flat as hell. The first half of the movie is boring as hell. The bathroom fight was unspeakably bad. It takes too long to get going, and when it does, it, it does. And when it does, it's not good enough. Almost all of the jokes don't land. Almost all of the characters are also boring as hell. Overall, it's basically a waste of time to watch this movie. Not making it an unfunny comedy would have pro probably been a better choice. Well, yeah, I think they were going, mm. not going for that. 
Davo gave it half a star and says, It was really bad and I regret purchasing tickets. Haha. <laughs> I wish I saved up for a Creed 3 because this story wasn't consistent and it wasn't entertaining like the trailer promised. Wouldn't recommend. I got a 9 out of 10 from Neil Heaton. I, the puns are off off the char chart here, but deliver the bare mm. necessities. <laughs> I can't understand the low reviews yet. Of course, script could have been better. A couple of unnecessary twists with the characters. I it didn't spoil the film. It just didn't. Uh, I just didn't deduct a point. I know Elizabeth reads all my reviews, so that's. That's her <laughs> being told. Also, the climactic scene was shot at night. It didn't have to be. The lighting was poor around it, and I thought that detached, uh, that detracted, sorry. So. Okay. Uh, also coming out is Selfie. So that sounds like a... a I don't know why it has two E's, but it does, so. Yeah, selfie. Bollywood superstar Vajar Kumar needs uh, to get a new driver's license from the RTO officer. However, a misunderstanding leads to a war of words between the two, eventually accelerating to a feud which is played out in uh, front of the entire country. This has 6.1 IMDb out of 10. Three out of five from Gadget360. I have never heard of them in my entire life. No, you got me there. No, Gadget360. Uh, 25 on Rotten Tomatoes and 77% uh, of Google's users like this movie. Why would they even be... If it's a Gadget website, well, whatever. Bunker... Uh, trapped in a bunker during World War One, a group of soldiers faces an ungodly presence that slowly turns them against one another. As paranoia and fear grows among them, the men experience the true hell of war. Mm. Six out of ten on nine. B twenty nine percent though on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, not really anybody I've ever heard of in it. Well, you have heard of Kelsey Kramer, and he's in this next movie. Called Jesus Revolution. Sounds like a movie I really, really want to see. Mm -hmm. um, in the 1970s, Greg Laurie. Oh my god, it's about Greg Laurie. And a sea of young people decided a sunny Southern California to redefine truth through all means of liberation. In inventively, Laurie meets a charismatic street preacher, a pastor who opens the door to a church. To uh, a stream of wandering youth, what unfolds is con contraculture movement that becomes the greatest spiritual awakening in American history. Oh my God, no! <laughs> but it has seven point seven on nine to be out of ten, fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 46% of uh, Metacritic and nine, 95% of, of Google users. Are 95% of Google users Christians? Well, at least the ones that knew that this movie came out. <laughs> uh, right, you got to consider how many people knew that this was going to be in theaters, so. Uh, true. Another movie that came out that I didn't know was coming out, Linoleum. 
Cameron Edwin, the host of a failing TV science show for children, has always had the aspirations of being an astronaut. When a mysterious satellite coincidentally falls from space and lands in his backyard, his midlife Ooh. crisis manifests into a plan to rebuild the machine into a rocket. That sounds kind of interesting. 80% on mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Metacritic, and 87% of Google users liked it. Pretty solid scores, directed by Colin West. God's time? <laughs> Okay, two religious movies in a row. No. I get, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, two best friends race against time to stop the woman they are both loving from committing murder. That doesn't sound okay. very religious to me. <laughs> no. Uh, 7.8 on IMDb out of 10, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. But it is, it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, is it that movie, or is it a movie that follows the, the life of three recovering addicts? It could be the same movie. Like, it's 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 two movies that come out with the same name. No, I think I'm oh, saying it could wait. be this. It could be three recovering addicts, and two of them are trying to stop their oh, yeah. friend from killing somebody. Oh yeah. So it could be the Maybe same movie. Not. Yeah, <laughs> they're just two different websites, so it's two different descriptions, right? Um, mm. Juniper. A self-destructive teenager returns home from boarding school to find his alcoholic grandmother has moved in. Although two initially, oh, although the two initially clash, <coughs> they soon develop an unexpected and touching bond over a period of time. Ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six point five out of ten on IMDb, sixty-eight percent on Metacritic, eighty-two percent of Google users liked it. Uh, nobody I've ever heard of in it. Mummies, that is an animated show or movie. Three ancient mummies up, uh, end up in present-day London and embark on a journey to search out of an old ring belonging to the royal family stolen by the ambitious archaeologist Lord Cambay. Uh, this has 6.1 out of 10 on... Um, IMDb and 88% of uh, Google users like this movie. Okay. Oh, it does also 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Alright. What do we want to see? I mean, I want to see Cocaine Bear. That was on my list of things to see for the yes. year. But Linoleum actually also sounded kind of interesting. Other than that, I'm not sure I want to see any of the rest of these, so... Well, you have to pay me to see Jesus Revolution, so where's that? Okay, coming next week. News of the week. TV and movies of the week, obviously. Eurovision, any ideas? Uh, we will probably do two of my favorite uh, songs and one really, 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 really bad one. Okay, Oscar and Razzie predictions next week. What, what? So that'll take a little bit, but that... 90 show episode 7 getting towards the end we need to start thinking about what we're going to do next yeah we've actually skipped that we haven't talked about it episode 6 oh we did skip it uh okay uh well i, I don't know what to do what do we do now uh do we want to talk about it right now well let me finish this yeah, let's... another digital review of creed 3 I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if there's, like, a second part to that title, but that's what I know it as, Creed 3, so. 
All right, let's talk about that 90s show, which we didn't talk about for some reason. <laughs> we skipped it. <laughs> I now remember that we didn't talk about it. I think the reason why we didn't talk about it is because we didn't see it together. Oh, that makes week. sense. Right, because this yeah. week we watched it separately. So, yes. episode six, The Birthday Girl, Leah forges ahead with her 15th birthday party, inspired by Beverly Hills 90210. Red finds himself in a competition to get Leah's perfect gift. Right. I loved this episode. Really? I hated really? this episode. Oh, I loved it because of the 9.020 uh, references. references. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never watched that show. Uh, so I didn't... Oh, you never watched it. Yeah, that that would make it. Uh, I watched it so much. Uh, and it was uh, a part of my youth. So when I saw David there, that was so funny. Very funny that they got uh, the actor from, from that show to show up. I, de I just didn't have the channel it was on, but I probably would have never watched it anyways. I know, like, no, I knew it, it, I knew of it, like, in the culture when I was, like, in middle school, you know, or maybe mm. elementary school. I'm not sure. Whenever it was out. I remember getting a book at the book fair about 90210 in middle school, <laughs> but I didn't know, I didn't like 90210, but it did have a picture of what's-her-name in it, uh, I think it was Shannon Doherty, and I was like, I'm getting that. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a 14-year-old boy, I'm getting this book. <laughs> I wonder what you use that picture for. Um, not, no, just, you know, hanging on the wall, just hung it up yeah. on the wall, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's yep. what 14-year-old boys do. Yep. Yep. Completely. But yeah, no, uh, this was probably my favorite episode so far. I just thought it was a little cheesy, and it, it just felt weird to me uh, with the rest of the series, I guess? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a fan of it, but I don't really remember that many jokes from it either. So there's that. I watched it, oh. I watched it earlier than we normally would, so maybe I'm having a harder time remembering it also. But I give this episode a 7.5. I'll give it a five in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, then we can go to the Jeremy Rounds. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk Andrew about... Andrew Tate? Oh, oh, yeah. We got the Andrew Tate thing. Um, he is... They denied his appeal for bail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, apparently he's seeing ghosts in jail. I, that was like a thing on his Twitter, but most people, I mean, he's in jail. Most people think that somebody else is tweeting for him and that they're just making mm. up bullshit because he doesn't even have like contact with his lawyers, as I'm to understand. So I don't know how he would have access to Twitter. So mm. does that make like somebody else is tweeting for him? Somebody's got access oh, to his definitely. account. And OK, oh, I yeah. was wondering if you thought it was real or not. No, no, no. OK. Um, what did you want to talk about? Greta Thornburg. Yeah, being in Norway. Mm -hmm. yeah. She blocked what yeah. uh, the door to the energy ministry, I think. Cause she... Yeah, and then the financial department. Oh, really? I only saw the one thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Something about uh, wanting them to, to increase wind power? Is that what it was? Yeah. Increase wind power, 
increase. That's which because of the so the thing is where they want to put the wind power mills is where some people have had like uh, their uh, area to have like uh, uh, radars so they are afraid of like losing uh, losing uh, ground to have like their reindeer to feed. Oh, I see. Right. Because it's like traditional right. feeding grounds. And so, okay, that makes sense. So they're mm -hmm. protesting building them in a, in this specific spot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of interesting because she's usually somebody that would be fighting for wind turbines and she's fighting against wind turbines, which I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, Jake Paul got uh, beaten the shit out of out of uh, Tommy Fury, so that's a thing. Because he actually went against an actual boxer this time instead of just yes. some washed up like MMA guy who yeah. is like a wrestler and doesn't actually know how to box. And yeah, he says he's but gonna be back split. though. It was split decision, so yeah. Let's see. Uh. Aiden Ross got banned from Twitch, I think for good now, it's what it's looking like. Thank God. And I think it's hilarious, because last week I was, I was, said, how is anybody allow him on their website still? But yeah. now there's this thing called Kick, which I guess uh, anybody can be on, apparently. And he was streaming porn and also the Super Bowl on that, yeah. Yeah, and as far as I know, he hasn't gotten in trouble for the Super Bowl stuff yet, but it doesn't mean he's not going to. That's like a big deal to to do that. Who was it owned by again? I remember someone. I would, it's that. Fox, I would assume. Fox is the one Kick? that. Oh, Kick, who owns Kick? I don't know. I thought you were talking about the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Kick is uh, owned by a uh, pretty famous uh, streamer. I just don't remember. Oh, yeah, I know Trainwreck has like stake in it but he's not the owner he's like no but he has uh, he has he has partial stake in it, stake but, in uh, it yeah. yeah but not not uh, not the owner let me look it up kick yeah um streaming but yeah uh we will we will talk about it when Lorraine wins uh in sweden because she will win in sweden but sweden is so far ahead in the odds already it uh, is a little bit funny to to follow the odds when when they heard her new song because it came out like uh, last week it, like the odds in the Eurovision thing just like skyrocket. <laughs> well, I don't. I did. I got distracted from who owns Kick because I just saw an article from eight hours ago. Apparently. He's saying he just made it because he got kicked off Twitch. Now Kick is offering him what he he just said the biggest streaming deal of all time, so, which is obviously you can kind of speculate off that because the biggest one mm. ever was the Ninja Mixer yeah. deal, which was fifty yes. million. Yeah. And so rumors online it says here this is according to Dextro, rumors online suggest the figure was around one hundred and fifty million over two years. Uh, wow. Though both Aiden and Train said that was absolutely absolutely not true. So, who? Trainwreck. And who? And Aiden Ross. They they both denied oh. it apparently. 
Oh, they both denied it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Hmm. And I guess they're courting iShow Speed also, which... I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he had literally Nazis on the other day. Chris Rodrigo is apparently the founder of Kick, um, which no, I've never heard of no. this guy ever. Uh, are you still uh, watching Milf Manor, by the way? I haven't watched it in a few weeks. Okay. Why? Is it... I think I've seen three or four... Ep to the third or fourth episode, I mean. Um, okay. I, it kind of got boring after, like, the initial shock yeah. factor of it, so... Yeah. I don't know, I watched a lot, or I watched the new uh, Animal Control yet yeah, two days ago, that was really good, and then I just, mm -hmm. last night, got completely caught up on Poker Face, um, yeah, and it and it's still really good also. Poker Face is so good. Yeah. You must have loved the... Yeah, no, the I, was the I last episode to... the stock car episode? You must have loved the racing episode, that was your favorite, right? Yeah. I loved the race car episode. Actually, it was really funny. It was really, really funny. But a gore, gory episode after that, that was really funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, speaking yeah. of episodes, GM, GMM, uh, Good Mythical Morning, did a Tillamook ice cream episode, which I've talked to somehow a lot about Tillamook ice cream. And then we saw that Tillamook mm -hmm. thing, Tillamook commercial on the Super Bowl, Followed up by a Tillamook thing on GMM and made me realize they must be increasing their advertising budget by, like, a lot, right? To just be seeing them everywhere all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. And actually, they, oh, yeah, definitely. they decided in... Did you see the GMM episode? No. They decided... We, we had said in our ice cream thing that uh, chocolate peanut butter, and I specifically said Tillamook was the best ice cream, and they ma made it number three. So we were pretty close to their thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. That's everything I have. Markiplier is apparently making a movie. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Announced? Yes. He's trying to fund it, I think. Um, but they have... He's got a whole plan. He's going to make an actual feature film is what it sounds like. It sounded interesting enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will watch it. Uh, if it's on YouTube TV, I probably won't watch it. But if he it actually gets released somewhere, I would definitely watch it. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I have anything more interesting to say. There was a little controversy over the last H3 podcast. I don't know if you saw that with the shirtless, no. shirtless Eddie... They had him on, and he just starts, like, some... Ethan went to the bathroom, uh, shirtless right. Eddie, who's, like, a TikTok guy. He just starts talking, and mm -hmm. he, he just kept going. He had all these amazing life stories of, like, working as an extra in Hollywood. And so, okay. in the middle, like, you think, okay, Ethan's going to come back, but he just went on for maybe 30, 45 minutes, of and then all of a sudden you see a side window in the podcast, and it's Ethan driving a car up to a McDonald's drive-thru, but shirtless Eddie mm -hmm. is still in the studio, sitting there, being like, telling stories, uh, and then when he realizes 
that Ethan's not even in the studio. He's like left completely and went somewhere else. He okay. starts getting very like awkward and like felt a little like I don't. It, it felt like a little awkward. So people were like, "Oh man, you were kind of mean to to this guy." You know, you just let let him yeah, out, yeah, yeah. left him out to dry. But it was hilarious bit, like insanely funny. <laughs> they like and the guy. Shirtless Eddie is just actually really entertaining because he had all these amazing uh -huh. stories about working with huge Hollywood actors. So if you like hearing uh -huh. stories about mm, the behind the scenes of Hollywood movie sets and stuff, go listen uh -huh. to The Last H3. It was really funny. Huh. You know, I don't know what it is, but lately I haven't... Uh, watch their content. Is They've been doing some be? really avant-garde stuff. Like this one, like I said, he just left the studio mid-show yeah. and went and got McDonald's and came back. And while it's all ha is happening, they have like on the sidebar his mom and uh, White Claw, Claw Gabe are sitting there listening to the stories from Shirtless Eddie. It's just become a complete clown show. There's another bit hmm. they did last week where they, he just sat in in front of a green screen and ate McDonald's in a fake McDonald's background for maybe 20 minutes without talking, just completely silent. But okay. they did it, but they had ambient noise of like a McDonald's uh, in the background. It's just the most, they've gone completely off hmm. the, off the rails there. Hmm. Maybe that's why I haven't watched lately. I, I don't know. I think it's really uh, interesting content. It's something different yeah. for sure. They're trying. They're trying to be different, which I, I commend. I definitely commend it. It's just that, uh, yeah, maybe it's. I don't know. Go maybe watch the shirtless Eddie one, and if yeah, yeah that it's just so absurd. It's one of those things where like. At the beginning, it's funny, and then it gets not funny, and then slowly it starts to just get even funnier again. Where it, you know that kind of like, right. yeah, it got that kind of feel to it. What did you think about Death Noodles' uh, apology? By the way, I didn't watch all of it. Uh, yeah. it. I think it was an apology for an apology. The, this recent one, kind of being like, right. Uh, I tried to apologize correctly, but it came off wrong kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an apology for an apology. I don't know. It's it's kind of meta. I still watch uh, his stuff. I, I still... I know he's done bad things on Twitter, like, said some mean things to people, but that like he didn't do anything, like, outrageously terrible. No, I agree. It's not like he's Andrew Tate or something. He's not James Charles, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Where is he? James? Uh, Snapchat, probably. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> that's where David Dobrik is posting is on Snapchat. No really? joke. Yeah, that's like... Uh, oh, and, you know, TikTok. People's, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah. Yep. <sighs> Talking about the apps I don't have. <laughs> I never had Snapchat. I just... It's, I didn't... I was I... in the age demographic when it came out to care about it, you know? If 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 you held a gun through my head uh, and would ask me what the colors of the Snapchat logo was, I would not think I could say tell you. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, I I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay, now we're we're really saying goodbye, okay? Okay. Okay. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye everybody. Bye bye everybody. Another di another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.